power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello, welcome along to Just Like In The Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie, coming to you from iCinema Galway on a Friday evening because lots of movies have come out this week, especially Joker, that we're very excited to talk about. Dave and Lisa have just come out of the screening of Joker, but hold the commentary and the reviews. We'll get to it later. First off, though, we're going to take a look at Rene Zellweger's latest film, Judy. Ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. What, what do you mean you can't? There's an audience out there waiting to hear you sing. My mouth's dry and it no, 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 could fall no, 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 apart. No, no, no. Listen to me. Judy, I can't. Donna. You'll be fine. Now, on you go. That's a clip taken from the movie Judy starring Renee Zellweger and there's already talk of Oscars for her but it's based on the time that Judy Garland headed to London in the late 60s, I think we're on 1968. Mm. Lisa, you were dying to see this film when it came out a few weeks ago. Indeed I was. Um, so tell, tell us, it's, it's about Judy going to it's London. Basically it's uh, Renee Zellweger giving the performance of her life, in my opinion, as Judy Garland in her final, mom her final month. Mm. And uh, she, she, there are flashbacks to her, her, her youth. Uh, not very many, but like important flashbacks from little bits that were... Like, to, explain to explain why she is the way she is now. Why she was the way she yeah. was. And uh, she, it, it, was, it was just a very good film, very solid performance, very, very good film. Yeah. Was the closing of it, did it kind of give you a lump in the throat or tears in the eyes I maybe did yeah. I maybe had a little little small tear but I'm made of stone of course so that's a big deal <laughs> uh, no it's just when they when they roll the credits and it's like just before the credits when they have uh, like what age she was when she died and everyone gasped because we couldn't believe that she mm. was actually only 47 when she died and it was six months after the closing scene of the movie and uh, very sad like very sad but but very like well done, like costumes, acting, everything, the music, just the the music, her yeah. voice. She just you thought it was Judy Garland, like it was amazing. Dave, I saw a documentary last year on Judy Garland, and it's horrible the, the way that her last years went, and the kind of where she was living at that stage in London as well. It was Ooh. just a really rundown place. Uh, I know you weren't as excited as Lisa going in to see it, but. What did you make of the movie as a kind of I more mean, independent? Uh, there's a lot of merit in this movie. Obviously, Judy Garland is an icon, and you know she's a gay icon. There's a little subplot about these gay men in the 60s who are struggling with life, and being gay in the 60s was very difficult, I'd imagine. And uh, they they kind of bring the plot. It's kind of a, what is this about? And then they come in at the end, and it's, it's a nice tie-off. But it's, um, I was excited to see it because I've heard the buzz around it. Mm. Um, for me, it was a little bit of a kind of a really well-made TV movie. As in the BBC films involved, the camera work was a bit TV-ish, you know, lots of mid shots and sets and very little, even, even the exterior stuff was a lot of set work and mm. uh, looked a bit, you know, cheap. But were they trying to just match the TV shows yeah. of the concert I, we're saying? I, I the think so, perhaps. I mean, it, it could have been a choice. Uh, I'm not aware of that, but it, it was certainly tangible that it wasn't as cinematic in its scale. So, for example, if you look at um, Walk the Line, for example, mm. um, you know, cinematic, you mm. know, in the real world, you know, streets of, uh, you know, middle America in the 50s and 60s and cars driving by and stuff like there's, the production design in this was limited. I mean, the, the costumes were 
phenomenal, right? Mm. Costumes and the makeup and Julie, Judy Garland's performance by Renée Zellweger is... Flawless. It's pretty flawless. I mean, it's mm. a fabulous performance and um, very nuanced and lots of physicality and uh, movement and everything. It's very, very well done. Like Renée Zellweger, really impressive. And apparently she does all the singing as well. Yes, she okay. does. And it's not just like, I'm singing Judy Garland songs. It's she's, perf she's, she's acting. She and is Judy. She's breaking down and having emotional, mm. you know, it's, it's very, very well made. And, um, you know, the film itself is just a little bit flat mm. for me as a cinema lover because it wasn't very cinematic. And anybody who loves cinema will know what I mean in terms of, you know, shots and camera movements. It was a bit by the book, mm. but the story was very interesting. And I, I just found it a bit narrow, the story, because it's just about this period where she's on tour in mm. London at the end of life. And there's a couple of flashbacks to when she's a kid. And, you know, I thought they would be more interesting. Yeah, to flesh out I, thought a bit. They would, I thought they would have fleshed out and then maybe some intervening stuff, mm. you know, between now and when she was a kid. Some of the intervening stuff was just she's a kid with Louis B. Mayer and he's this tyrant to her and she's not allowed to eat. And this everything is staged for her, her yeah, birthday parties, her birthday her parties. It's very sad. Okay. And then we're back to this period in life. So, you know, interesting movie. Uh, was it a movie that needed to be made, do you think? That was another thing I thought. Like, you know, Judy Garland, she only lived to be 47, sadly. And, you know, she died in the 60s. And that's, you know, 45 odd years ago. Mm. And like, does any, does it, does she, does that story need to be told? Maybe there's people who, there's, you know, I'm sure there's people who love Judy Garland. Mm. She was a great performer. And, but, you know, I know there's an Elvis um, movie, movie coming. coming yeah. Uh, Baz Luhrmann, I believe, is making it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, that needs to be made because <laughs> Elvis Presley is the king. Well, we've seen so but, much about Elvis. Yeah, but I mean, we've never seen a movie, movie. Like, you know, we've seen, we've got Ray and we've got Walk the Line. And Val Kilmer, where he uh, plays him. And Kurt Russell played him, oh, didn't Kurt he? Kurt Russell, not yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've never seen a big, big budget, you know, epic biopic of Elvis. And you've got Walk the Line and this and Bohemian Rhapsody, etc. All these fabulous yeah. movies. And you're like, do they need to be told? Maybe Judy should have been made 20 years ago. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's meritorious. Maybe it wouldn't have been as raw if it was made 20 years ago as well. Uh, perhaps. And I mean, uh, for example, Liza Minnelli, as we all know, is this huge character in, yeah. in the world. She's in this movie for her. She's portrayed in this movie for... Ten seconds. Five seconds. And I'm like, I, I want to see more of that story. Mm. Well, Liza Minnelli actually publicly made it clear through her Facebook account that she had never met nor spoken to Renee Zellweger and made it clear that she personally did not approve nor sanction this film project in any way. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's why she was yeah. only in it for a couple of seconds. Uh, but yeah. I just think there could have been a lot more done with this film. It's a good film. Uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But it's uh, for me, it's kind of a big budget, well-made TV movie, which is not a bad thing. Should she get an Oscar nomination, Renee Zellweger, for her performance in this? So. I think she should get a nomination for sure. For mm. sure, definitely. We'll have and to I see what else comes out. I think she will. Uh, what do you think? As in, like, I haven't seen anything so far this year that would beat that kind of performance. Yeah, it's a very good performance. Tell you a quick little story about Renee Zellweger. I was in Santa Monica a few years ago on honeymoon, and across from the hotel was this, what looked like a real shack of a restaurant. And uh, we passed it every evening going out for dinner. And on the last night, we said, OK, last night in Santa Monica, let's ask the concierge downstairs in the hotel lobby where it's the best place to eat around here. He says, right across the road, steakhouse. Like, that building? He goes, yeah. I said, all right. So we, were walk we walked across the road and we said, we'll peek in first because it looks like absolute rundown place from yeah. the outside. And this blonde lady was just ahead of us. 
And she went in and we looked in and it looked lovely inside. This blonde lady ended up being Renee Zellweger. Wow. wow. Who was just sitting three tables away from us. And we wait, we had like three courses. We'd bottle of wine. We had a jug of water, had another jug of water. That lady has the strongest bladder because she didn't go to the toilet at all. In the <laughs> two and a half to three hours, we were there waiting for her to pass us at the table so we could maybe kind of say hello. say hello and maybe get an autograph instead of going over while she's yeah. eating or whatever. But um, yeah. Well, fair play to yeah. you for not annoying her. Yeah. But interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then you go into the toilet and they have a list of all the men that were in this toilet, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon. How do they know? They have somebody in the toilet I, I don't going, know, but like, <laughs> next. <laughs> but you just sit on the toilet, don't like, the don't go to the toilet in Hollywood. Well, all the bums that have rubbed this seat. Oh, <laughs> and moving no. along. <laughs> I was going to tell my Mickey Rooney story, but now I'm not going to bother. Oh, did you meet him? Yes, I did. He gave out to me. He was like, why must you take a photo now? And I was like, um, I'm sorry. And he was just mean. I didn't like him. Nice. Mean man. Granted, he was like crotchety in 90 at the time. He might have been just so. having a bad day. He was having a good day. He was brought over here. In and future shows, I'll tell well, you. He was in Ireland. He was in Galway, Ireland. wasn't it? It was in Galway, yeah. Okay. In I can't stories, disclose the location. In future stories, I'll tell you a few stories like that. But, mm. you know, they're just people like us. They have mm. good days and bad days. Meh. True. But they don't like to go to the bathroom, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that, oh yeah, out of five. Oh yeah. Review, ratings. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two and a half because I feel that it's a it's a TV movie for me. The, you know, the sets, uh, they're well made, but they're very claustrophobic and small. There's no kind of scope to this film. And uh, But uh, Renee Zellweger's performance is excellent. Some of the other actors are a bit un underused. Michael mm. Gambon, for example. Mm. And some of the unknown actors are going to be unknown for the rest of their lives. Let's leave it there. Ooh. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's the review for Judy out in cinemas now. Go and check it out at iCinema Galway. Next up, we're looking at the new Irish movie, Dark Lies the Island, which is coming out October the 18th. We got to see a sneak screening of it, and we're really looking forward to telling you all about it. So stay with us. Doggy Mannion, also known as the Dog Man. No, I'm not saying he's an oil painting, but Jesus God, Rachel, when you're hammering around the place in a size 22 of a dress size, it's not going to be George Clooney landing the door in a wafting espresso off. Two snack baskets for the price of one. All you do is go around town following your lad. Says he and he took up with your brother's missus. Leave it. That's a clip taken from director Ian Fitzgibbon's feature film Dark Lies the Island with a pretty much all-star cast when it comes to really the pinnacle of Irish actors here on the island. It's coming out October 18th. As I said, though, we got to get a sneak preview of it during the week. So... Dave, we'll go to you first, if you can kind of sum up this whole family feud taking place in a small Irish town. Yeah, I mean, that's basically, it's a family feud. There's uh, Pat Short plays the, the patriarch, the father, and he has a trophy wife, his second wife. His, his first wife apparently died in mysterious circumstances or committed suicide. We're never really exactly sure. And he has um, two sons who are played by um, Mo Dunford, Mo and, Peter Dunford and Peter Coonan. And they're both quite messed up, shall mm -hmm. we say. Yeah. And um, they're, they have this kind of underworld crime thing going on. It's a bit not very well developed. And he, his, he, I think, I think the, the daughter is, a step is, a, is his daughter with the new wife. Mm -hmm. 
and um, he's a bit of a unpleasant man. You know, Pat Short. Pat yeah. Short. Mm -hmm. He's an unpleasant man, and there's a big family feud, and they all hate each other, and mental illness, and drugs, oh. and they're all unhappy with each other. And there's because his wife is into his son as well. Yeah, his wife and oh, his, his 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 son. His, okay, yeah, true. Yeah. His yeah. his his new wife is playing around and toying with both of her stepsons. Mm -hmm. One of them she actually sleeps with, and there's a lot of sexual deviance going on, and then. Um, Tommy Tiernan is this strange character that just comes to the town and we don't know what his backstory is, but he's a troubled guy and yeah. it's very serious. So if you're thinking, oh, Pat Short and Tommy Tiernan, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> you're in the wrong movie. Uh, it's very dark. Like it's yeah. as dark, dark lies the island and dark lies the plot yeah. and the tone of this film. Um, but I have to say, Tommy Tiernan was, his performance is amazing. In fact, all, I thought all the performances, all the actors did very well. Yeah. Um, and I think Pat, there's one scene where Pat Short and Tommy Tiernan are in the same scene on the street outside the chipper. And uh, there was a moment of, this better be funny, this better be, and it's not, mm. but it's brilliant. Yeah, They're really yeah. like actors. They are not comedians anymore as far as mm. I'm concerned. They're both serious actors with chops. And I'm like, if only these two had been discovered as serious actors earlier in their career, mm. they would have had a lot more acting roles, I think. Like, I think the first two minutes of Tommy Tiernan on screen, there's a multitude of performances or kind of personalities he portrays from when he rides into the auctioneers and he's looking for uh, a form to sign or whatever. And he's really introvert and he's very strange. And then he falls into the social norm of just the waffle talk with the girl who's doing her homework. And then it gets really dark when he's upstairs in the chipper yeah. and it's like it's a performance I never saw oh. from mm. Tommy Tierney. Like we've seen him in Derry Girls and stuff, but I thought... But you always know that a comedian is going to have a dark side to them anyway. That's but what I, they say. I, 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 I don't know. Like that's, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think we've seen it from Pat Short before in yeah, Garage. Garage. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we see it again in this one. It's, it's quite dark. It's quite... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to give it away. Okay, well, I loved the cinematography as well. Oh, I thought it was amazing. Really and the colours reminded me of the pilot of Breaking Bad where they really played yeah. and the greens and the yellows and reds. Yeah, and lots of shallow depth of field and people are out of focus and they, they, you know, they come into focus yeah. and it's atmospheric. There's, you know, it's a lake and it's mysterious and there's mist and w mountains and it's actually quite well shot, I have to say. Um, mm. On a technical level, one note to the, um, to the Foley artists who did a great job. Mm -hmm. But there's a moment where... Um, uh, what's the son's name with the blonde hair? Dog. Dog, yeah. Doggy. <laughs> Doggy. He, he throws a, a knife at a crow and says, I warned you. Yeah. And it's real playing into his man. And the knife goes into a rubber tire and sits there for the whole movie. And it's, it gets damp and lovely shots around it. And then towards the climax of the movie, he, he's agoraphobic and he won't leave. The, eventually he leaves his caravan in the woods and he pulls the knife dramatically out of a tire and we get a lovely sound effect of a sword leaving a scabbard. <laughs> like metal on metal. It's like, it's a rubber, it's a tire. It's not going to go... <laughs> so I, I, that made me laugh. But, you know, fair play to the sound designers. They did the best thing. But it, it's, it's very well made. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's, this movie punches above its weight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa, what did you make of it? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just up there with all of those Irish movies that I have certain feelings about. I just think that... Uh, I don't like the portrayal that the I don't know who wrote this, but like Kevin the portrayal Barry, yeah. of oh yeah, uh, country people and mental illness and that it kind of feels like that the city guys were playing these country bumpkins and uh, especially Peter Coonan. I just I just I couldn't warm to any of the characters. Did you find this. it a bit cliched? Yeah, it was quite cliched. It was yeah. it was, you know, guy lives up in a in a place and it's just ugh, I just yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah, because I actually thought it was quite different from a lot of Irish movies that have come out in the past couple of decades. I, mm -hmm. I thought it... Because of the drug dealing and stuff wasn't well, in I suppose this time? It's more the cinematic thing that really caught my eye. I just thought, mm -hmm. wow, we've really... Uh, yeah, I think it was a lot it up more cinematic than Judy was, for yeah. example. And it had mm -hmm. a shoestring budget, compared to me speaking about yeah. it. And I mean, Ian Fitzgibbon, uh, you know, I worked with him on, you know, show bands 15 years ago, whatever it is. And uh, he's a good director and he's a good eye and there's a lot, there's a lot of nice shots in this mm. film. Mm. And, um, you know, this, the, the plot is a bit farcical. Flimsy. Flimsy, it's farcical, it's a family feud. We never get really get to the crux yeah. of it and there's actions happening and you're not really invested because they didn't have the time or the scope to get into the story. You kind of have to infer things. And, um, but I, I have to say, I thought this movie punched above its weight quite a bit. Yeah, it leaved me with too many questions though. I'm still wondering... What was the deal with Tommy Tiernan? Well, I want his backstory. Yeah, maybe there's a dark I, I enjoyed that. Part two I, I enjoyed with Tommy the, Tiernan on his own. I enjoyed the fact that we didn't get Tommy Tiernan's backstory. Yeah. That's just me. I like that. Yeah, but you know, if you're watching The Killing or even a little bit of Twin Peaks, it constantly has you asking questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gotten used to so many films out just telling us the story from A to Z mm. and it's completely completed, yeah. you know, that we're used to just walking out with all the answers there. Mm. There was a couple of bits of the script that were overdone and overcooked in terms of exposition and the two lads in the van, these two goms, mm. yeah, yeah, two yeah. goms in the van going, geez, we own this money, what do we do, blah, blah, blah. It's a bit cliche and a bit on the nose. And then on the flip side of that, you have fabulous moments where, uh, there's no spoilers here, as you know, it's a very convoluted movie, but there's a moment where uh, somebody jumps into the lake at night. It's very well shot and really, and that it had um, um, great cinematography and costumes and everything. Really well made. And then Tommy Tiernan is this character. He just happens to be there, and he's a dark character. And he jumps in to save somebody. I'm not going to go into detail. And yeah. he extracts her from the lake, and he's exhausted. There's no big dialogue. There's no big event. It's just kind of silence and you know, breathing, and it's, it's really well made. And Tommy Tiernan blew me away in this mm -hmm. film. He was fabulous in this. Like, Derry Girls, he's brilliant. Yeah. And he's great on stage. We know his manic comedy. I've been watching Tommy Tiernan. I've had a few pints with him back in the 90s when he was a young lad like myself. And um, I'm amazed with his performance in this. Yeah. Amazed. Yeah, I think overall the acting in this is, is brilliant. Uh, I, I was actually impressed with Peter Coonan. And uh, Mo Dunford, I've seen loads of times. I've seen Garage, where Pat Short can play the darker characters. Mm -hmm. Charlie Murphy, it's the first time uh, I've seen her in action. I thought she was really good yeah. and a lot of great potential there. But yeah, I think I'd agree with you 100% as well that I thought Tommy's performance was just wow. Yeah. Like really, we yeah. need to see more of him on celluloid. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so yeah. out of five, Dave? Out of five, I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four because they probably had a shoestring budget and they made it look good. It's an interesting story. A little bit loose in parts, but well made and four stars for me. Excellent. Lisa? Two. Sorry. Ouch. I can't help it. <laughs> Multiplied by? Mm, uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> higher. <laughs> higher. <laughs> okay. For an Irish movie that wasn't based in Dublin, uh, I'll give it a three. All right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I mean, the four for me is because it, it surprised me. Yeah. I was expecting it to be a lot of Irish schlock yeah. that we see, and it wasn't. Yeah, and no. That's why it's getting a four for me. Plus, hats off to them. There you go. The lads were well impressed with Dark Lies, The Island. <laughs> so maybe it's more a lads movie, not a date movie, Lisa. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. There you go. It's definitely well worth seeing anyways. It's a great Irish movie coming out in cinemas nationwide, October 18th. And as always, make sure you check it out at iCinema Galway. Next up, we're looking at, or talking about, because 
we've already seen it, the highly anticipated Joaquin Phoenix performance in Joker. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. There you go. That's a clip taken from Todd Phillips' Joker, starring the amazing Joaquin Phoenix, about Arthur Fleck, a man who crumbles under the pressure of society. Did you like that intro? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that yes. what is written down? Did you come up with that? I, it is written down, but I remembered it this time. Hey. <laughs> but I haven't to read the card. Okay, Dave, I've known you a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I think this is definitely one of the most excited I've seen you coming out of a movie. Yeah. Tell me about um, Joker. Um, I feel that, you know, a, a new movie has entered into the lexicon of legendary films immediately. I don't even know where to begin. The direction, the sound design, the production design, the Gotham City in the 80s, the violence, the strings of his soul, the music, and it's, it's beyond, like, when we get to the stars here, I'm going to have to get some extra paper because it's mm. just a masterpiece. That's, that's what I'm just going to start by saying. I'm going to drop my cards on the table and say, this film is a masterpiece, and I'm going to go and see it again as soon as possible. So, Lisa, we know it's based on Joker from Batman, but is it a different sort of performance and story of the Joker that we've seen before? Well, it's, it's, it's carrying on from Heath Ledger's performance, I think. I think it, that was when we saw the other side of the Joker, and as apart from like just the chaos, we saw like that he had a backstory and he had different things going on, but this takes it to another level that we've never seen before in terms of DC movies. Like, this is not a DC movie. This is a Warner Brothers movie, although it's Warner Brothers DC on the, on the back burner, no? Mm -hmm. But it's a Todd Phillips movie at the end of the day. This is the guy that brought us The Hangover. Yes. And he brings us this masterpiece of a movie with one of the best performances I've ever seen of an actor in my life. Joaquin Phoenix. If, Amazing. If Joaquin Phoenix doesn't win oh my God, the Oscar, win. I'm going to do this show after the Oscars with Joker makeup on. Oh, <laughs> that's my bet. All right. If, if he doesn't one. win it, like I'm not saying nomination. If he win. doesn't win, yeah. I mean, phenomenal. The physicality, the the madness. You could feel it yeah. crawling up your back. The the descent into madness. The fight that he was he was fighting the madness all the way through. He's a man with mental illness. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's doing his best to survive. He's trying. He's doing all the right things. He's been in a mental institution. He's trying to be nice. He's a kids performer. He's doing his job. Everybody's mean to him. Everybody's rotten to him. He gets beaten up. Uh, the social services that are keeping him going and his medication, they take that away from him. Mm -hmm. The world is crumbling around him. His, he finds out... I'm not going to give any spoilers, actually. Because no, don't give any spoilers. There's some just... His life is shredded. Mm -hmm. And just when you think he can't get any worse, it's like his soul is ripped from inside of him by the world around him through no fault of his own. And even his first proper crime in this movie was not his fault. Okay. And he, the descent into madness, it's not a descent into madness. He is pulled into madness. And there's a point at which he's, he lets go and he allows the madness to pull him in. And it is a glorious cinematic moment 
of physicality, costume, nuance, music, sound. It's a release and it is phenomenal. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen on screen in my little life. And I've seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. They say as well it pays homage a little bit to Taxi Driver and oh. King of Comedy and of course De Niro's in it as well. Yeah. Playing like a stand-up kind of TV He's host. He's the Johnny Carson TV yeah. host guy. I mean, there, there's, there's pieces of Taxi Driver. There's pieces of uh, Requiem for a Dream. Mm. Um, it's just an absolute masterpiece. And there's a few little uh, nods of the hat to uh, The Dark Knight mm. and the Heath Ledger thing. The famous scene in with the, the dark pearls. night with the pearls, but we've seen the pearls. We've seen many that times. in everything. But there's a famous moment where, um, where the where Joker or the Joker in the Dark Knight, where he's like leaning out of the police car and he's like, "Hey, man, all this." And in this, there's a wonderful scene where Joker is in the police car, kind of mirroring that. He's got his head up against the glass and he's looking out at the chaos outside. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I'm not going to use the word masterpiece very often. I mean, this film is an absolute masterclass in psychological transition from, you know, insanity to distilled pure rage, losing it. And it's flawless, this film. Flawless. Lisa, you tend to often disagree with Dave. I often do, Gary. And, but on this film, and? I'm not going to do that because it was amazing. It's just, it's class. It's just, it's perfect. As a movie, Todd Phillips, Thumbs up, you are just oh, uh, awesome. The direction, the camera movement, yeah. the cinematography, the atmosphere, the plot, the mm -hmm. story. It's, I mean, I'm going to nitpick one. There's one scene, which is a pivotal scene, that I think was a little bit out of place because it was good. Which one? And the rest of the movie is phenomenally good. Okay. Uh, the, you know, when they're sitting like you and I in, this, in the studio, that's, that scene was a little bit out of place, I mm. felt, in ter terms of tone. Mm. But at the end of that scene, it just goes right back to the proper tone. And the movie is, I mean, I'm replaying it in my head. The noise, the, there's these strings that are like, and it, you can feel the tension of his mind that he's fighting the madness. Yeah. And he's constantly smoking and twitching. And there's a great scene where, a uh, lovely piece of production design, where there's no spoilers here, people, mm. but he, he's just feeling so much uh, that he rips everything out of the refrigerator. It's just a still shot of him leaning it and then he just kind of explodes and he rips the shelves and all the stuff out of the old refrigerator and then he gets into it and closes the door. Mm -hmm. And the camera just lingers on this kitchen of madness and he's locked, he's closed himself into the refrigerator just to kind of... And it's, I mean, this, if, if, I swear to God, I will wear the makeup if he doesn't win the Oscar. And dye your hair green. I'm not going to dye my hair green. I've got to work the following day. But I will wig. wear the makeup and I will wear a wig yes. for the whole show, for one of our shows after the Oscars, if he doesn't win the Oscar for this, because it's a, as sure as eggs is eggs, he will win an Oscar for this. And if he doesn't, there's something seriously wrong in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing Joaquin win an Oscar mm -hmm. for this. But I also look forward to seeing Dave in talcum powder and lipstick. And Yeah. Come on, I'm sure you can get green hair that can be washed out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem. I, there's no, like, I'm as sure as eggs, this is not going to happen. Yeah. De Niro, what about De Niro? De Niro was De Niro... Yeah, he was good. I mean, he, he was, was De Niro. He, he was good. I mean, he, he played the character that he played very well. Yeah. He actually, the, people are talking about this comparison between this and um, 
King of Comedy. Mm. And he kind of plays the Jerry Lewis character in yeah. this, who is the expert kind of, hi, welcome to my show. And, you know, he's like you. He's like, yeah, hi, welcome, just like <laughs> in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's, it's almost a role reversal because um, uh, Joker, or Arthur Fleck, he's playing the Robert De Niro character, yeah. kind of. You know, kind of, but not really. Mm. And um, it's, it's, but it, it, like, this is better than King and Comedy in so many ways, and I love King of Comedy. Yeah. This, it's, it's, a, it's a masterclass in character, story, ancillary, everything. Um, and there's violence in this film, and it's understandable violence. You mm. can understand. It's visceral, understandable, and a descent into madness with this kind of level of violence done this well is it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's any harm to even touch on this subject because I know it's been quite controversial across the water with the violence that's in it. Um, and the director's defended saying that, you know, it's it's real and you feel it. Whereas, you know, like I remember watching Itchy and Scratchy in The Simpsons and like, ha ha ha, it's like a take on Tom and Jerry, uh, mm -hmm. but it's more violent. And then like I've watched cartoons with my daughter, even Tom and Jerry, and it's like, well, this is just like itchy and scratchy. It's mm -hmm. like there's so much violence in cartoons and that we get used to it or yeah. it's the norm. We Even nursery rhymes are yeah. violent. Completely but then when it's yeah. in a movie, uh, we seem to kind of get a little bit more conservative or something. But as I said, the violence in this, is, it's real, but it's felt. Yeah. Mm. Well, one of the kind of strange things about this film is you empathize with Joker. Yeah. You are on his side. You want him to win. You want him to win, even though there's no conflict, he yeah. win or lose. But like his struggles are, you feel them and you feel for him and you're like, oh, I'd, you know, and he has fantasy moments in this where he's visualizing his world, how it could be and stuff. And it's spoiler really, alert. No, but like spoiler alert, but yeah. there's no spoiler. There's moments where things are happening and are they happening or are they not happening? And he's wishing that they're happening and yada, yada, yada. But it's not a spoiler alert, but how dare you? <laughs> but no, I wouldn't do that to anybody. But it, I mean, it just shows that he's trying so hard to hold on. And it feels like every couple of minutes, another fingernail goes off the edge and, uh, and he's got one fingernail left and he's mm. holding on and he wants to hold on and he wants to not be insane. But the world keeps pushing him in the wrong direction. And uh, when he lets go, it's both frightening and glorious. And his performance in this, again, I'm waxing lyrical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like... It's impressive as well that the budget for this was 55 million, which for these kind of hero movies, shall we say, are, you know. It's a little low. Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. much half. But of I think what this is because it's not one of those action This is not ones. a superhero movie. This mm -hmm. is not a comic book movie. This no. is, this is, uh, not this for is the a kids. psychological no. drama. No. <laughs> this is a psychological drama is what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not an action movie. Yeah. It's, it's not a thriller as such. Really, there's a bit of thriller in it, but it's a drama, psychological Masterclass in character, performance, design, and atmosphere. And um, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine recently about like, do we need a Joker origin story? Isn't it kind of cooler that we don't know his origins, that he's just madness? I'm afraid that conversation was wrong because mm. this movie is just six stars for me. Six. Yeah. I knew you were blown away by it when six. it came out. So out of five, six? Six. Okay. I, I mean, can I give it 12? I mean, literally, a master. If I see a better film than this in the next year, I'll be blown away. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. Lisa? I'm a classicist, so I'm going to go with five. Hey! Because, you know, five out of five. That's the first five you've ever given. That's the first five I've ever given. And we know it's the first six Dave has ever given. Yeah. 110%, 110%, 110%. A yeah. must-see movie. A must it's a must-see. For anyone over the age of, I want to say, at yeah. least 60? Yeah, you need to be... Like, there's stuff in it. There's, there's violence and there's language and there's stuff in this that you don't yeah. want the kids to see. But 
and um, it, but it's a must see, and you gotta see it in the cinema. Come yeah. to the I cinema and see it because the sound in this is amazing, and it's cinematic to eleven. I mean, it's maxed out the cinematic style, the atmosphere, the city, the dirt, the grime. Uh, it's and you know to see this descent into madness on a big screen, it's it's a must see, and it's yeah. a must see in the cinema. Don't wait for this film. So there you go, Joker, out in cinemas now. We've been really, really excited about it for the last few months. It is out now, as I say, and um, better than we could have ever imagined. So make sure you check it out at your local cinema or at iCinema Galway. And speaking of the eye, let's have a quick little message from them. It's time for lights, camera and action at iCinema Well Park Galway. Take one, Ruby Tuesday. All day, five euro student ticket every Tuesday. Take two, the family ticket. Yours for 27 euro for a family of four. Take three, Monday Madness. Every Monday, get a ticket and a medium combo for just 9.95. The iCinema big screen offers. Get your ticket now for Galway's best cinema experience. Now that's a wrap. Thanks again to iCinema Galway for supporting us and being partners with us for Series 4 of Just Like in the Movies. Just a couple of things I want to talk about before we wrap up. Did anyone get to check out Brendan Grace's uh, TV documentary that was on during the week? Thank you for the memories. I have, I have it recorded. It. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to watch it. Oh, I'm, we're too busy watching movies. <laughs> uh, I have to squeeze these things in, so I'm hoping to watch it uh, the weekend because it looks really interesting. Yeah, well well worth a watch and a, a great job by Brian Redden and uh, gives a great insight to the man and how humble he was and everything. And it, it, it actually it starts off with footage uh, of him uh, in his bed at the Galway Clinic uh, three days before he passed away where he does a little message to camera. So it uh, it's really starts off as quite a powerful documentary. Well, you know, he, he was a national treasure and mm. he'll always be remembered in Ireland as, one, as probably the best comedian in Ireland. Uh, I mean, Butler and all the rest of them. And, you know... Well, you could bring the family to Brendan Gray's without having to oh, block my ears mother, or my mother, eyes. I don't know how many times I've got out of the Christmas black hole by producing a Brendan Gray's DVD <laughs> and she's delighted with it. And I'm like, thank God. Because Brendan Grace, you know, you love, everybody loves him. Like, my nephews love him. My brother loves him. My mother, everybody across the range loves him. And uh, apparently he was a very, very lovely man. Never met him, but he was a lovely man. Met and, him a few times, you know, went to see his show. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. Uh, and finally then, a uh, story just coming out during the week is that Sky TV are going to be involved in a TV series about the pursuit of notorious Boston crime boss, Jamie White Bulger. Jamie? James. Jimmy. James Jimmy. White Bulger. Jimmy. Who I'm convinced as well I met in Santa Monica that same oh, yeah. week that I met Rene Zellweger. You met Jimmy Bulger. I'm convinced of it. And this is... Wow. I think I, five I, years before he was don't actually call him found. Jimmy, his name is Whitey Bulger. Whitey, yeah, Whitey, Jimmy Whitey. Whitey. Bulger, yeah, yeah. He's dead now. Anyways. I know, but still. Yeah. Uh, not that I want any of his associates to come just I got his name kind of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is James but Whitey I mean, Bulger. You know, but okay. I mean, it's it's it could be it could be a great thing because it's a great yeah. property because you know a legendary crime story and I'm sure there was a queue of people to option that story and obviously Sky got there so. Yeah, but Jack Nicholson already played him in the movie. So did Johnny Depp. Yeah. So did Johnny Depp. Yeah. Jack Nicholson was better, but... I was going to say, do you think they should get Johnny Depp back but for the, this? Uh, well, he maybe, but the thing is, he's too expensive. But the thing is, they, they want to have, you know, they want to flesh it out. That's why a lot of these great stories now, the cinema isn't the first place they go, because they need more time mm. to tell this story. Like yeah. Game of Thrones couldn't do that in a movie, mm. or even three. You know, to but they could have done the final season, probably. Yeah, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, th these stories are so much bigger, and you can get a lot more out of them. And when you put a production together like this, the potential to have it run over four or five years and generate a lot of cash and a lot of 
viewers and a lot of advertising stuff, it's, it makes more financial sense for the likes of Sky. But mm. Mm. plus, Sky have uh, have to compete with Netflix. And I've I was like, I might get rid of Netflix, and then like, oh god, that's coming. Oh god, that yeah. can't do that with Netflix because there's so much good stuff coming. Yeah, that they're all up in their game. So mm. could be good, could be great. Mm-hmm. Wait and see. Anyways, that's pretty much the only exciting news I came across in the world of TVs and TV news and film during the week. But the main thing is, we saw three really good movies during the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're kind of recommending that you go and check out all of them. Yeah. 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 But especially Joker. Oh, God. Don't miss Joker. Don't, Don't do miss it. it. Don't miss it. Okay. Dave Coyne, thank you for joining us. Pleasure as always. Lisa, thank you for joining us. No problem. And thank you for joining us for episode four of Just Like In The Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie in association with iCinema Galway. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us. Please share the news, spread the love. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. And we look forward to talking to you again next weekend about more movies.